Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRBA. It is Friday. Oh, in every sense of the word, we have made it. Congratulations. Self-high fives all the way around. Who exactly is Karen Travers talking to? Why is a better-than-expected jobs report? Uh, actually, it's not. I mean, far be it for me to get in the middle of the, uh, the carefully crafted narrative coming in from uh, ABC Radio News, but in fact... Uh, It's not a better-than-expected report. We had been seeing job creation, 400,000 here, 400,000 there. Oh, except for those last couple of months. Oh, they gave those big numbers at first, and then did you hear that tiny, teeny little part? Well, those numbers have been adjusted down by $110,000 each month. Uh, 110,000 people, rather, each month. Unemployment is up. Inflation is up, and the only guy who thinks we're doing okay, in fact, the only guy who thinks we're doing better, who is not an actual employee of ABC News in the radio division, is Joe Biden. Everybody else understands where we are. Everybody else understands what the heck is going on. He's the only one, along with, well, I I, I guess, Karen. She must be thinking things are going fine. But the rest of us, man, oh, boy, not even close to fine, right? All right. Very quickly here, it is Friday, and you know what happens on Friday. A couple of different things. If you're with me on the uh, uh, the Getter Live Cats, you can see that I am wearing a red shirt. Always wear a red shirt for Friday. R-E-D, remember everyone deployed. little something started by a couple of Marine moms a few years back said we should do something, something visible to remind people that we have fine young men, fine young women serving somewhere besides their country, serving in harm's way in many cases. So, red, R-E-D, remember everyone deployed, wear something red. I'm wearing my shirt. I'm also wearing a red bracelet, which was a gift to me from uh, one of my best pals, just a, uh, a truly talented young lady who, just for the record, this is true, it's been confirmed by uh, a number of sources, uh, the best smile south of the river. Yeah, it's my pal Emily Morrissey who made that for me. And Emily's bracelets, emilysbracelets.com. And because it is Friday, I'm wearing my Peppa Pig hat. Because, let's face it, nothing says Friday little like a little bit of Peppa Pig. So I feel good about that. I really, really do. We've got Congressman Bob Good who's going to join us at 335. Looking forward to chatting with him. 535, Dave Bratt will be here. You know, Dave was going to be here yesterday. And... 
technical difficulties, man. Didn't have it in his phone. It happens, right? What are you going to do? So Dave will be here at 535. We'll talk a little bit about these economic numbers, particularly as we head into Labor Day. It's tougher now than it had been during President Trump's time in office to be a person that actually labors. Right? Labor Day is not actually about, oh, we got to get this grill. Oh, we're going to smoke this. I mean, those are all nice pieces of it. Oh, there's going to be a parade. All wonderful things. But Labor Day exists to really pay tribute to, to honor people who work hard. I don't think I deserve any uh, anything for Labor Day. Right. I sit down. I spend a couple of hours chatting with friends. I I drink coffee that I made right here in the office out of my uh, Reynolds and Power home team Yeti travel mug. Oh, it's it's the real deal. Don't. uh, Yeah, they didn't skimp on that. They're good people. And and that's what I do. But as we speak, it's uh, 85 degrees outside. There are people working right now outside. There are folks right now who are quite literally digging ditches or working on the highway or, or trying to fix your, your electric or your water or, or the A.C. Making sure your roof is okay. Making sure your car can get back on the road. Those are people who need to be honored on Labor Day. People who really, honestly work hard, and we're losing sight of that fact. We told everybody in the world, well, you just need to go to college. you got to go to college. you got to get a degree. Now, what am I getting a degree? It doesn't matter. You have to have the degree. Well, what if I don't want to do that? Well, why would you say that to somebody who is is talented with, with their hands? I'll tell you why. Because it was my parents' generation, really, that said this. We don't want you to work with your hands. We want you to work with your head. We don't want you to get dirty when you go to work. We want you to uh, take a shower in the morning. That's the whole difference, right? How many times have we talked about that? The change in when... People take a shower. Sounds very silly, I know, but but pay attention. There was a time that people got up in the morning. I say people. It was overwhelmingly men because the way things were structured, generally speaking, it was the husband who worked outside of the home, the wife who worked inside the home. Husband would get up in the morning and go to work didn't take a shower before he went to work why because he's going to get dirty at work that's why because he's going to be building something or making something and he's going to get dirty when is he going to take a shower he's going to take a shower when he comes home from work because he wants to wash the the grime or the oil or the dirt or whatever it is off that's when he's going to take a shower does he have a briefcase no he doesn't have a briefcase he's got a lunchbox now we, we've changed it. We, we've said, okay, everybody's got to have the briefcase. Everybody's got to have uh, collegiate education. And everybody's going to take a shower before they go to work. Because, you know, you're going to sit in a cubicle. You're not going to get dirty. And there are people who do wonderful, wonderful work every single day who are sitting in cubicles. I'm not knocking that at all. But what pains me on Labor Day, is that as we speak, we, we, we don't want to acknowledge, we don't want to uh, pay tribute to those who work every single day to make sure that the rest of us have some degree of comfort. And we diminish and demean those jobs. Oh, don't work with your hands, work with your head. Well, right about now, I get a lot of people who want to work with their, uh, their head. 
And we don't have nearly the number of people who want to work with their hands. Scratch that. We have the people who want to work with their hands, but they're afraid to work with their hands. They've been told, no, you shouldn't work with your hands. There's something, it's, it's, it's just not what we do anymore. Well, let me tell you something. When your pipes are not working, right? You, you turn the tap on and there's no water coming out. Well, that's an issue, isn't it? When you, I don't know, flush the toilet. It goes in the wrong direction. Oh, man, that is trouble right there. You better have somebody who can fix that. When it's 85, 95 degrees and your air conditioning isn't working, guess what? You better have somebody who can fix that. You've got a beautiful car. Man, you paid big bucks for this car. You love this car. It is luxurious. It's got 18 different types of satellite attachments and and, and, and it's not working. Oh. Well, what's wrong with it? I don't know. What do you think? You think you need to know somebody who knows how it works? I'm thinking so. So, as we head into Labor Day, and we're all going to do whatever we're going to do, just take a moment, I don't care how long it is, 10 seconds, 20 seconds, an hour, whatever it is, and just think about the people who we are really supposed to be honoring and looking at, heralding, paying tribute to, on Labor Day. And once you do that, well, I think we will be good to go. All right. Uh, again, it is Friday. Yes. So we've got uh, Congressman Bob Good joining us at 335. Former Congressman Dave Bratt joins us at 535. And right there in the middle at 435, a guy I firmly believe could be Congressman if he wanted to be. But I think he's really busy right about now. My brother from another mother, Stan Andruski. During the week, of course, you find him at Certified Auto Repair, 8401 Oakview Avenue in the lakeside section of Henrico. But every Saturday morning, 8 a.m., he is the host of the best radio show on the weekend anywhere on God's green earth. That's right, In the Garage with Stan Andruski airs on this here little station, Saturday mornings, 8 a.m. And Stan, on Fridays, God bless him, he joins us, as you know, joins us at 4.35. Yep, there you go. What else can I tell you? It's going to be a good weekend, right? It is 3.15, Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA. 20, Jeff Cat News Radio WRBA. It is Friday as we speak. A war room is being assembled in the White House. It is the oh yeah yeah the impeachment war room. The the folks on the left, the Biden people, are firmly convinced that he's going to be impeached, and they are they're they're up and running. They apparently are ready for this. This is going to be fascinating. Fascinating. Of course, you've got the usual folks on the left saying, oh, you know, this wouldn't work out well for the Republicans. Like, they give a crap about what works out well for Republicans. The entire mission of the leftists, whether they're in a, a political party or they're in a newsroom, it's all the same. It's all designed to attack conservatives. That's what they do day in, day out. So the idea that some of these talking heads are saying, oh, I, I, I don't I don't." I don't think an impeachment would really do very much to help the Republicans if they want to hold control of the House. Listen, it's it, it's like taking advice from your worst enemy. 
I mean, it, it just doesn't work, right? So, I, I don't know about you. I would say, oh, thank you very much. Appreciate that. Oh, it's very interesting. Yeah, yeah, I'll take that under advisement, and I will, uh, I promise you, I will ignore it promptly. Leftists, once again, are left with, um, well, egg on their face. I don't know, do they eat eggs now? I mean, you got so many that have become, first it was vegetarian, then it was, now it's vegan. Like, vegan, you can't even look in the direction of a steak. Seriously, you have to walk, I, I, you have to sh- just sort, somehow hide from from the meat section in the supermarket. I'm not on board with that. Anyway, uh, they do have egg on their face because all of their attempts to, again, attack and demean Clarence Thomas have simply fallen flat. Now, they hate Clarence Thomas. They've made that clear for however long he's been in public life. Now, why do they hate him? He he explained it to us because he's the wrong type of black guy. That's what he said. I'm not the right black man, am I? And why is that? Because he's a conservative. Oh, you, 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 you can't go along with conservative ideology. You can't be in favor of doing things on your own. You've got to sit back and wait for somebody like, I don't know, Joe Biden to do for you. Clarence Thomas said, no, thanks. I'm, I'm good. I got this one. So, of course, they've attacked the fact that he's friends with Harlan Crow. Harlan Crow, just FYI, lives in Dallas, Texas. He's a big-time real estate investor. Oh, he's made fantabulous money. He is a billionaire. And he's been friends with Clarence Thomas forever and ever and ever and ever. So they made a big deal out of the fact, as you know, that Clarence Thomas has ridden on his private jet. I don't see it as any different than having a friend or your buddy who says, Hey, you know, I got a boat. Well, come on out ride on the boat. Harlan Crow says, you know, I got a private jet. Eh, I'll fly you. You know, it's a big deal. Harlan Crow also has some vacation places he goes to. You know what he's done? He's invited Clarence Thomas. Oh, the outrage. Really? I don't know about you. I like the idea of having friends who have vacation places and boats. And all I can think of is I, I, I need to make friends with somebody who's got a private jet so I can maybe trade up a little bit. And then you've got this part. They attacked him over and over and over again because Harlan Crow paid the tuition for a family member. They didn't report that. Well, see, this is where all of these real reporters and serious journalists need to go back to whatever uh, Yahoo operation they got their uh, journalism training at. Maybe get a refund. Because when you look at the financial disclosure form, there's a reason that Clarence Thomas didn't disclose that financial situation. Because he wasn't asked about it. There is a disclosure, by the way, for gifts like tuition that would apply to certain family members. If, in fact, Harlan Crow said to Clarence Thomas, oh, I'm going to pay the school tuition for your... Mm, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. Uh, Your son. Okay. You'd have to disclose that. Well, I'm going to pay the tuition for your daughter. Well, you'd have to disclose that. I'm going to pay the tuition for... Your grand-nephew. Your great-nephew. Oh. Well, that's not covered so that's not covered he didn't do anything wrong 
did not do anything wrong. And it just pains the leftists, pains them to think they were wrong yet again. Now, they will continue to hate with a passion, with a vengeance, Clarence Thomas. And I don't know, maybe they will somehow, some way, at some point, come up with some sort of valid concern. So far, I haven't seen it. I haven't heard it. I haven't read it. But at the moment, they don't have it. And so they can attack them all they want. I think what it does is it makes him more resolute, makes him stronger in his desire to serve this nation. God bless him for it. Seriously. Reminder about the uh, the text line, 833-804-1140, 833-804-1140. You can always text us. I'm happy to read the, uh, the better ones. Eh, you know, some of them. Uh, I can't really share. Although those, in many cases, are, you're right, the most entertaining ones. Congressman Bob Good, straight ahead. Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA. Three thirty-six. Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA. It is a Friday afternoon. We are hitting into Labor Day, a long weekend for many of us. I don't know if it's a long weekend for the uh, members of the Congress. I don't know if they're back in the district. They're going to these. I have no idea anymore. I'd like to know what is going on and what is being done to hold this White House accountable. Seems to me that uh, some of the folks investigating this are doing the right thing. I'm still not sure about Kevin McCarthy, the Speaker of the House. Anyway, I want to go right to the source, somebody who is in there every single day fighting the good fight, quite literally, Congressman Bob Good. Bob, thank you for being here. Great to be with you, Jeff. Thanks for having me. Tell me what exactly is going on in D.C. Are we or are we not about to impeach Joe Biden? Well, he certainly should be impeached. Uh, based, and I've signed on to articles of impeachment previously. I think you are well aware mm-hmm. he should be impeached, in my view, uh, because of the border invasion that he is causing, that he is facilitating, that he is purposely uh, a, a willing uh, participant in. This is the plan. And to have invaded the country with 7 million illegals and to forbid any efforts to secure or even improve the border, or let Border Patrol do its job, for that irreparable harm that he's already done, he should absolutely be impeached in violation of Article 4, Section 4 of the Constitution that says it's responsible for the federal government to protect the states from invasion. He has also committed uh, other acts that he knew he had no constitutional authority to do, and he did them anyway, such as the student loan uh, transfer scheme and the mm-hmm. eviction moratorium. But to your specific point there, There is mounting, growing evidence uh, of the Biden crime family's uh, influence peddling bribery uh, corruption schemes. And uh, I think Jamie Comer in the Oversight Committee is doing a terrific job of uncovering those. I think public pressure will only continue to grow. We seemingly, by the day, learn more information. I have been told that they are very close to uh, having the uh, bank account information where the bribes uh, related to the firing of the Burisma, uh, the prosecutor uh, uh, will be will be known. Uh, all of that said, Jeff, I do not know. Uh, I fear that the uh, statements from the speaker 
about an impeachment inquiry may only be a distraction from our failures uh, to cut our spending and to pass appropriations bills at the pre-COVID level spending for non-defense discretionary, as was committed to back in January, uh, that, hey, if it looks like we're kind of talking tough on impeachment and we're going to have an inquiry there, potentially, then then maybe that will distract from uh, our failures on the appropriations process, where with a Republican majority, we are on the cusp of spending more than any other Congress in history. All right, Bob. So I'm trying to figure this out. I I guess I could see when they said, oh, my gosh, we're in this pandemic. We don't know what's going to happen. It's the end of the world. We got it. We're spending for this. We're spending for that. Uh, all right. I'm still not happy, but I understand. Now we're past all of that. And as you point out, we've got a Republican majority. We had people who said all the right things. And you're telling me we're now about to spend more money than any Congress in history. How the heck is this possible? It's inexcusable. It's a betrayal of the trust the American people placed in us when they gave us the majority. Jeff, the the Republican House was united coming out of January. It took us a few days. Uh, we were united through the Limit Save Grow bill that was passed out of the House. And that was all discarded with the failed Responsibility Act. Uh, some have called it the Fiscal Responsibility Act, which I think is totally disingenuous. Uh, the FRA, let's go with that which kept in place the Biden-level spending, no real spending cuts, and was an unlimited increase to the debt ceiling through January 25. As much as we in Congress can gleefully come together and borrow from China, borrow from our kids and our grandkids' future, and, and, and bankrupt our country further and drive up the national debt, probably, probably to some $35 trillion by the time this Congress is over you know, a year a little a year and a half from now, uh, it is a betrayal. It is a re, it is a demonstration of a call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as thirty minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have forty-seven new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. A, a lack of intestinal fortitude to make the tough decisions, to do what we say we would do. Now, you've got some who are fighting to that effect, but we need more. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
all all we're talking about in cuts that was agreed to back in January is $115 billion to go back to pre-COVID level on the non-defense discretionary. Jeff, we were spending $4.5 trillion overall, and that includes defense, and that includes Social Security, Medicare, so-called mandatory spending. $4.5 trillion was the annual spending pre-COVID. We're taking in $5 trillion in revenue right now. The problem is we're going to spend nearly $7 trillion, about $20,000 per American citizen, not per taxpayer, not per household or family, but per citizen. So you, Jeff, your share of the federal spending this year will be about $20,000, only 3000 of which is for national defense. And by the way, of the $20,000, we're going to borrow some $6,000 of it in your name and 6000 in your kid's name or in your wife's name and so forth with the Republican Congress. So it's going to get rough and tumble, Jeff. I can just tell you we get back to D.C. on September 12th. It's going to get ugly. Uh, we're going to, there are uh, some colleagues of mine and I who are determined, we are determined to use every lever of influence and, and power that we can to try to force the Republican Party to do what we told the American people would do, which is at least go back to pre-COVID level spending for non-defense discretionary and implement good Republican policies in these bills that we send over to the Senate. Congressman Bob Good is joining us, represents the uh, the 5th District here in our beloved Commonwealth. You know, Bob, one of the things that, that, that people are thinking right about now, because I'm one of those people, I'm a loyal, sincere, conservative, I support Republicans because I think that we have better ideas and better people on our side, but boy, it's going to be a really tough putt to explain to my fellow conservatives, my fellow Republicans, here's why it's better to have Republicans in charge of the House right now than Democrats. And I fear for for folks like you who are serving in Congress as a Republican. Well, fair point. And but if we had a Democrat majority, there wouldn't even be a debate about it. It would already have happened. We wouldn't you know, we wouldn't need a continuing resolution. They would have already just increased the spending. Uh, and, And so at least we're having a struggle and the changes that were worked out in January gave us a seat at the table to at least have a voice, at least have a battle, at least have a have a competition to see what we're going to do, for lack of a better word. Yeah. But, Jeff, what some are saying, what some are saying is there's not the 60 votes in the Senate for what the Freedom Caucus conservatives want to do in the House. But, Jeff, there are not 60 votes in the Senate for the Democrats either. Republicans have to supply the votes. So the House can do its job where we can pass with a Republican majority spending packages and the senate cannot pass democrat majority or democrat exclusive uh bills in the in the senate so if the schumer and biden want to shut down the government and not take the bills that the american people voted for us to put through the house then it's on schumer and biden that's what i was just going to ask you there's all this that's what it should be yeah, the Republican. But you know the way it's always positioned. Oh, the Republicans are shutting down the government, and because of blah 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 blah. But this would be a decision that Chuck Schumer and Joe Biden make, right? If we do our job and we pass Republican bills that cut spending and implement Republican policies, we've done what the American people elected us to do. Then it goes to the Senate and the White House, and if they refuse to pass those things or sign that bill, then then it's on the Democrats. But if we don't do our job and we just you know, pass Democrat-like bills out of the House, then we have failed the American people. I would agree with you. Congressman Bob Good is joining us. And it's always a pleasure to chat with him because you're 
Uh, you're, you're in friendly company. I love chatting with you, Bob, because we're, we're on the same page on so much of this. Let me ask you about Ukraine, because I'm hearing how uh, just the other day, Joe Biden said, oh, we're going to need lots more money for I don't know, God knows what it was. But uh, people in Maui, I mean, people literally small children incinerated in these fires. You've got people in the southeast uh, who are dealing with the hurricane and what have you. How much have we spent? In, in, in aid to Ukraine, how many bullets have we sent to Ukraine, and, and what the heck are we getting for it? We've, the numbers that I have, and I've been given, we're about $115 billion, no accountability, no transparency, no outline strategy, no plan, no definition of victory for the United States, mm-hmm. no parameters of limitations for the United States. A matter of fact, we had a vote in the House uh, a couple of months ago where it was just, hey, we need to require of the administration a strategy and a plan that they have to give to Congress for any funding we give to them. And that was voted down in the House. Joint Republicans and Democrats came together and defeated that. No, let's just give them money. Matter of fact, let's borrow it from China. Let's further extend our kids and our grandkids money we don't have uh, to take care of our own citizens. Our own citizens are suffering. We're causing massive inflation that's crushing them. But let's right. borrow more, even though NATO's not doing it, even though Europe's not doing Let's have the United States go it alone here without even an explanation of how it's in our own national security interests or, again, what victory looks like or what the long-term solution is or the limit to U.S. involvement. Well, I mean, here we are. We're, we're two years after that disastrous uh, pullout from Afghanistan. This president issued a one-paragraph release. It was issued on his behalf. It was issued late at night. It hasn't been covered at all. We've got uh, innocent Americans. We left there. They, they, they were slaughtered. And, and everybody just is moving past this. And I, I just fear that Ukraine is, is setting up to be the same thing. It is very difficult to have any sense of confidence in an administration who bungled, fumbled that disastrous, that tragic disaster in Ukraine, excuse me, in Afghanistan on many levels. Those we left behind, uh, those who helped us that we didn't keep our pledge to, the loss of American lives unnecessarily, the embarrassment on the national stage that emboldened Putin, undoubtedly, has emboldened China, undoubtedly. And then this is a military that or military leadership, I should say, the commander in chief and his his joint chief of staff and his uh, secretary of defense who don't even know what the military exists for. They think it exists to fight the climate war. They literally think it exists to fight the climate war. It's outrageous. It's outrageous. And billions of dollars worth of technology and weapons we left for them as well. Well, uh, Bob, that's right. I say to you every time, please keep fighting the good fight for us. For those of us who are uh, uh, represented by you, maybe we need some sort of constituent service or help with this. I know the passport situation is is, is screwed up six ways to Sunday. What's the best way for people to reach out to your office if they need something? They can go to good.house.gov. They can follow me at at repgood, uh, and they also can support me at bobgoodforcongress.com. All right. Well, listen, my friend, I always appreciate you being here. And from the bottom of my heart, I really do appreciate what you're doing up there in D.C. God bless you. We'll, we'll talk again soon, I hope. Thank you, Jeff. Great to be with you. Appreciate Thank it. You. That is Congressman Bob Good. Uh, tough, tough fight that he and other conservatives have in Washington, D.C. You heard what he had to say, man. It is, it, it, it's troubling. I'll just leave it at that. 348, Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA. Fifty-two, Chef Cats News Radio WRBA. Just 
about a half hour from now, 435. Stan Andruski's going to be here. He, of course, is the host of In the Garage with Stan Andruski every Saturday morning, 8 a.m. Right here. You got car questions? He's got car answers. And at 535, former Congressman Dave Brad, who's a, who's a regular on this program. I'm, I'm so happy about it. I really am. I just probably figured this out a long time ago. I think the world of Dave. Uh, just a brilliant guy and an absolute heart of gold. So I am, I'm just so thrilled he has uh, signed up. He's agreed to be with us every other week, which is fantastic. Now, I am uh, reading an email here. You, you may or may not know who Dave Saunders is. Dave has been on the show a number of times. He's the guy who created uh, this great advertising company, great PR company called Madison Main. And he came up with the name, by the way, Madison Avenue and Main Street, where they meet and it's got a great team over there. Kent Brockwell is, has been so helpful through the years. But every every week he's got uh, an email newsletter. And I love reading it. I learn so much. This week it's all about bear. Well, you thought it was about beer. And I'm looking at it, but no, it's about bear. The beer market is a bear market. Dave was able to dive into the numbers on beer. And you know what he's found? Younger people are simply not drinking beer. We saw this growth of the craft breweries, right? Oh, my God, everybody and their cousin was going to start a craft brewery. Well, guess what's happening? Not not working out all that well. Oh, there's some that have done well, but you're not seeing new ones pop up for many reasons. First of all, the market is kind of saturated all across America. The craft breweries, there were a million of them. Secondarily, you're looking at higher interest rates. So people who have to borrow money to start the business, they're just not able to do it at this point. And so many of them are going to enjoy the beer they make, but they're not going to be selling it. And it's not just the economic part of it. It's the, well, it's the cultural part of it. Yes, there's the whole Dylan Mulvaney thing, which has has killed InBev in a lot of ways. Anheuser-Busch, right? Bud Light doesn't even show up anymore. It's such, not that it was ever really good, but, you know, Bud Light was one of those beers, I think, that you would drink if you were at a thing. Well, I'm going to be at the ballpark. Oh, yeah, Bud Light could work. Uh, I'm going to be at a football game. Yeah, Bud Light could work. I'm going to be, you know, at the circus or the fair or, or something like that. But you wouldn't go out necessarily to get it. And now people have simply replaced it. People who are still beer drinkers, I think, have come to my side. You get Coors Light. It's the same sort of thing. I mean, not great beer, but it's it, it's a beer for a thing. But here's what Dave was able to glean with all of his research. And very few people are as good at researching when it comes to marketing and PR as, as Dave is. Well, Gen Y and Gen Z simply don't like beer. That's it. No, seriously, that's it. These folks are now drinking far more mixed drinks. They're drinking cocktails. Finally, I'm ahead of the curve on something. Oh, it only took 50 years, but that's what it is. They are drinking spirits. They're discovering cocktails. They're discovering bourbons. They're going back and thinking, oh, my God. They, they... They, they, they've discovered the old-fashioned. Yeah, we knew about it a long time ago. You know what else they're drinking? Ciders. I love me some cider. I'll drink cider long before I'll drink beer. I'll certainly drink cocktails long before I'll drink any of that. 
but they're also buying the hard seltzers. Oh, I've tried. That that one you've lost me at. But just bear that in mind. It's a really interesting development. I don't know if I can post it, but I think you can go to the Madison and Maine website and read it there. It's great stuff. 357, Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA. W-R-B-A. It is Friday. Yes, congratulations. We have made it. Self-high five all the way around. I just did the most important thing that I am going to do today. No, seriously. And I'm looking at some important stuff I've done today. All right, maybe it's not that important. But a bit to me, it's important. I, uh, I just placed the order at Jake's place. Yes! Not that I wasn't looking forward to uh, our evening rendezvous, the bride and Harry and Julia, but now even more so because it's going to be catered because I just placed a gigantic order over at Jake's Place. 511 Thompson Street in Ashland, just in case you're keeping track. And uh, if you want to place your order, you can just call them like I did, 804-798. Okay. Uh, so I have done that. We've got Stan Andruski coming up in a half an hour, the host of In the Garage with Stan Andruski every Saturday morning, 8 a.m. You've got car questions. I guarantee you Stan has the car answers. And we're looking at a lot of stuff. How, how do I phrase that any other way? I can't. So we're just looking at a lot of stuff. There's a lot of things that are going on as we speak. And you know the way that to look at... MSNBC. Uh, you, of course, don't need to look directly at MSNBC. I think the M in MSNBC actually stands for Medusa, so don't look directly at MSNBC. I watch MSNBC so that you don't have to. No, no, really. It's okay. You're welcome. Uh, they are once again back at their bat crap craziness. I just want you to take a listen. That's all. I don't have to set it up. Just uh, let's hear cut number one, please. People have demanded civility. That right there is as mm-hmm. decent and civil as they come. He is staying the course when it comes to bipartisanship and civility. Do you think Americans are noticing? Absolutely. The president speaks with a level of compassion and humility there that Republicans could never fathom or even convey. Right. Like, And let's be real. They don't like the idea that this is something that they're going to have to respond to for a second time this summer when it comes to Mitch McConnell, especially when they're trying to go day after day to punch at Biden about age. Right. Like this is not something that they want to talk about. But the way that the president is responding to this is that normalcy, is that compassion, is that humanity that people did support in 2020. Civility and decency are long part of Joe Biden's brand. They have been his whole career. How long, Tim? Do you think he can maintain and stay on that high road if he's facing Donald Trump in the election? <laughs> I, he did it in 2020. He's continued to stay on it. I'm just I'm happy we brought this up because it is just such a contrast. And I don't feel like he gets enough credit for, for it. And I, it's frustrating to me, particularly among you know the remaining 
Republicans who, who who try to you know act like they are you know uh, defending of norms and and want civility and want a return to all that the kinds of camp, the kinds of senators that are supporting Tim Scott etc in the presidential race uh, they never give him credit for this and and you know it would be really easy to take a cheap shot at Mitch McConnell today he didn't do that uh, I think a lot of pundits across all. Uh, you know, partisan lines did not think that Joe Biden would be able to achieve the bipartisan achievements that he that he did at the beginning of his administration. A lot of people thought that was a pipe dream or it was naive to think that he could work with Republicans, um, given how radicalized the party had been under Trump. And, and he so he did that. So I don't see why he wouldn't be able to keep this up. And, and by the way, even with someone he's running against, Ron DeSantis right now in Florida, uh, you know, they are working together on this hurricane response and, and there hasn't been name calling. There hasn't been threats. He's been saying, oh, you got to be nicer to me if you want to get your money. And, and I just that it is refreshing. Right. And hopefully he gets more credit than than he has. Oh, yeah. I'll give him all the credit in the world there. Uh, my friend, as soon as you can give me an example of it. Now, I know you're MSNBC folks. So your hacks to begin with and, and, and the drool that is coming out of your mouth right now is really, it's a little embarrassing if you ask me, but, you know, it's up to you. Joe Biden's a creep. Joe Biden's always been a creep. Got hairy leg that turned uh, blonde in the sun. Uh, yeah, that too. He's been nasty. He's always been nasty. And part of his nastiness grows from the fact he's just not that bright. And he's been able to craft this image. Oh, I'm a family guy. It's all about family. It's never been about his family unless you look at his family the same way you look at the five families in New York. La Josa Nostra? Yeah, that I'll give you. That's family. But the rest of it? What a crock of crap. And he's been able to get away with it because of bum kissers and bootlickers like those folks on MSNBC. They don't report on the stuff that he says. They don't report on the, the manner in which he acts. Oh, no. They're, they're part of the cover-up. They're part of the heavy lifting. They are part of the left. That's why I always tell you, you look at newsrooms around America and you make no mistake, leftists have been assigned there. Let's go back in history a little bit. I know we listened to this the other day, but it's just, it's just so enlightening. Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas, documentary about him, you know, and he's talking about, uh, about his confirmation here and going in there with this, this nitwit Joe Biden, cut number four. We know exactly what's going on here. And to pretend that it's for some other reason, stop. Do I have like stupid written on my back, the back of my shirt? I mean, come on, we know what this is all about. This isn't about what they say it's about. So people should just tell the truth. This is the wrong black guy. He has to be destroyed, just say it. Then now at least we're honest with each other. He knew he was going into the trial of his life with the Senate, uh, run by the Democrats. The hearing will come to order. We knew it was in the lion's den. Good morning, Judge. Welcome to the blinding lights. Finding out what you mean when you say that you would apply the natural law philosophy to the Constitution is, in my view, 
the single most important task of this committee. Senator Biden was very focused on natural law. How did that go? Who knows? I, I have no idea what he was talking about. I just want to make sure we all know what we're talking about here, that you and I know at least what we're talking about here. There's a fervent and aggressive school of thought that wishes to see natural law further inform the Constitution than it does now, argued against by the positivist led by Judge Bork. Now, again, that may be lost on all the people. You know and I know what we're talking about. I have to be perfectly honest with you. I, you sit there and you have no idea what they are talking about. All I know is that he was asking me these questions about natural law. Someone may apply it in a way, like Moore, who leads him in a direction that is, quote, liberal. You may apply it in a way that leads you in a direction that's conservative. Or you may, like many argue, not apply it at all. But it is a fundamental question that is going to be almost impossible for non-lawyers to grasp in an exchange. But you know and I know it is a big, big deal. And in conclusion... One of the things you do in hearing is you have to sit there and look attentively at people you know have no idea what they're talking about. Yeah. No idea what he's talking about. Nothing. Nothing. That's the smartest guy in D.C., Clarence Thomas. He has been abused and insulted by people who, quite frankly, are not smart enough, are not man enough to carry the guy's jockstrap. Utter reprobates professionally as well as morally. And through it all, he has stood up. Through it all, he has done the right things. He's an amazing man. He's an absolutely amazing man. I just, as I've said so many times, I pray for him every day. Every day. Long, healthy life. Because there are very few people in D.C. In fact, there's nobody in D.C. except for Justice Thomas, who really totally understand what's at stake. It is 414, Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA. It is Friday afternoon, a couple of moments from now, 4.35 to be exact. Uh, good friend Stan Andruski, the uh, owner the operator of Certified Auto Repair, 8401 Oakview Avenue in the lakeside section of Henrico. But Saturday mornings, 8 a.m., he's all hours in the garage. Looking forward to chatting with him. I mentioned that Joe Biden's White House released a statement. They released it in the evening on the second anniversary of that disastrous, bloody, deadly retreat and withdrawal from Afghanistan. And I haven't heard it talked about anywhere. The only place I've heard it addressed is right here on this show. I've listened to uh, all sorts of, of newscasts. Would have thought something like that would be, well, newsworthy. Haven't heard it addressed anywhere. I've heard uh, incessant, nonstop attacks on Donald Trump. 
But the second anniversary of this president pulling us out of Afghanistan, helping to create and embolden new terrorist operations, leaving Americans stranded, having Americans die, that's not worthy of any coverage. Now, I want you to think about that when you're, you're reading the news or watching the news or listening to the news. Because it just reminds you. There's a filter. Make no mistake, there is a big-time filter. And the filter is all about letting you hear what they want you to hear. National Institutes of Health have completed a study. You know what they said? The masks, the face masks worn during COVID have now been linked to seizures and cancer. I'll give you the details on that in a little bit, especially given that we are, as we get closer to the election, we're hearing more and more about COVID and what sorts of restrictions and what sort of masking. And yeah, there's a lot more to it than anybody wants to acknowledge. But you and I at least will get a handle on it. All right, that's my promise to you. It is 426 Jeff Katz News Radio WRBA. Four thirty-five, Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRBA. One more time, I'm going to tell you, the only people, the only people that think the jobs report was good and unexpectedly good are 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 the people from ABC Radio News. Oh, and Joe Biden. Well, I guess I repeat myself, but I mean, come on. Each of the prior months has now been adjusted down by 110,000 jobs. That's not good. There had been a period where we were on track creating, what, 400,000 jobs? And this is, anyway, I mean, what can I tell you? It's, it's all about the narrative. You control the narrative. You control the story. And, and you, can, you can see that. You can hear that. You can feel that uh, with that Karen Travers from ABC Radio News. Uh, just complete total baloney no nice way to say it i've got to call it out i want you to understand that we'll talk about the real numbers the real economy with a dave bratt at 5:35. okay let me get focused for tomorrow eight o'clock tomorrow morning the best weekend radio show anywhere on god's green earth in the garage with stan andrewski airs on this very radio station my brother from another mother joins us every Friday afternoon to give us sort of a sneak peek. Stan Andruski. Stan, good afternoon, sir. Jeff Katz. Jeff Katz. Good afternoon, brother. How are you? I am doing well. I am doing well. It's good to hear your voice. You are uh, you are back. I, I assume you're back, right? I'm back at a uh, coaching uh, session or, uh, you know, I, I they called it a coaching retreat. So. Okay. Uh, that's kind of what it was. We were at a lake one day with um, a lot of really good, like-minded people trying to brainstorm. Mm-hmm. Uh, got to go on the tube and do some surfing, and I think several people uh, might have launched into the air several hundred feet. But we're all good. We just hurt. Uh, it was a good time. And then the next day was just even more brainstorming just with some of the best people in the industry. Uh, of course, these are coaches that are helping automotive shop owners across the country uh, to keep their prices uh, competitive. Uh, to have their car fixed right the first time for their customers, and to have a field of technicians uh, and other staff members that are paid uh, what they should be paid. And so 
Um, I try not to get involved too much with the politics of this whole thing, but I will tell you, I listen to the news report, uh, which is completely bogus. Um, I don't know where they get these things from. Uh, you spoke about the mask earlier, which we were all wearing them at the beginning, and God knows what's going to happen now when you realize COVID particle just zips its way in and out of that mask like it's nothing. So, uh, guys, we've got to be better. Just don't listen to them. But back to the job thing for technician. What I'm talking about is we had Channel 8 over at Certified Auto today. Uh, there's going to be an article, uh, or, or actually there's going to be a um, news report on the shortage of technicians and other service members uh, across the country. So it's important that we know several things. Uh, we're going to talk about this on the show because we need technicians. And um, these days, we've been able to run our business efficiently enough to be able to pay them uh, better than we have ever been able to have without really affecting customer prices. Any. We have not raised our labor rate or anything on our shop in over a year, uh, and really not much in that year. Uh, mm-hmm. It's been about three or four. So we've been able to keep that down with the price of everything else going up uh, and just still take care of our customers. So what does that boil down to? There's a shortage of technicians and service industry jobs across this country. We, we got to see Mike Rowe. We talked about this a little bit um, when I was in Tennessee in the beginning of August. Uh, and he talked about even in 2008 when the economy was supposedly doing so well, which we all know was a recession. Uh, that's what it ends up being, almost a depression uh, for a little while there. And there was still 11 million jobs back then in the service industry. Mm-hmm. And so when I say service industry, what we have to remember is Division One colleges, Division Two colleges, and Division Three colleges uh, have about a... Uh, 48 percent, it's about 48 to 50 percent graduation rate. So you have your kids, we've we've been told you need to get them to college, get them to college, have them learn, you know, get a degree, Mm -hmm. but only 50 percent of them or less are graduating. So they're coming out of college without a degree Mm -hmm. or coming out of college with a degree and can't find work that they got their degree in. That's even a higher number. We're talking about 75 percent of all people college either come out and can't find a job they need uh, that they went and got a degree for, or they come out, can't pass college, now they have debt the size of a house, and can't find a job because they have nothing, no skills or anything we could have worked on. So, Henrico County has really good Votech programs, technical schools, stuff like that, that we're going to try to uh, keep getting better. I'm going to be talking to our local representatives about that real soon. Um, Hanover has some, but a lot of, the, a lot of our states no longer have um, technicians uh, and electricians and just these vocational schools, plumbers. They're not there anymore brick masons. They don't have the ability. So what I'm saying is we're sending our kids to college. We find out they're better with their hands and their eyes. They're never going to do good in college. Instead of having them take a year or two and just seeing what they like to do out there and finding a good job that may even pay for further studies, we just send them off and get them in debt. So there's a lot going on out there. Even right now, the job report is bogus because if you look at the real numbers, there's no way there could have been that many because there is a 32 million service jobs available right now. I didn't say that wrong. There are 32 million service service industry jobs. Right now, the service industry makes up 78 million jobs in the United States out of 130 million that they're they're reporting on. Right. Wow. A couple of years ago, it was 150 million uh, jobs available. Now we're talking about that's what's available in the service industry. Mm-hmm. All other all other industries combined is less than 10 percent that we're sending kids to go to college for. So I'm just it, pay attention to your kids if they're out there playing with their blocks or they're out there doing things that are very constructive with their hands and eyes, maybe college isn't the best thing for them. Right. Especially now when you have some of the plumbers, technicians, people are starting to make six figures or better. That's right. Now in the service industry, it's no longer uh, a field that you can laugh at and stick your nose up at. So uh, that's, I just want to talk, we'll be talking more in detail tomorrow about the show, uh, on the show about that. Uh, EVs, again, the government just released $12 billion 
this White House did uh, to help EV automakers um, not go out of business because it's happening already. They cannot sell these things. They're too expensive. And it's great for a city like L.A. that has smog so thick you can't wake up and walk out your front door. Yep. You know, for little 20-mile trips, 30-mile trips, 100-mile trips, those would be great for that. They're not going to do good for those of us that live on the East Coast and just want to go to Carolina beaches uh, on the weekend. So your EV is not going to be very fun to take there, no matter what kind it is. So those are the other things we're going to talk about. Plus, it's fall. This is Labor Day. Yeah. Uh, and we're going to talk about um, everybody that's on trips, things they can look for before they go on these trips in the morning. We'll be starting bright and early, 8 a.m., so hopefully they can get at least listen to the, to the uh, show before they take off on the road. Yeah, you know, the other thing I'm going to ask you to uh, dig around on a little bit, Stan, with the hurricane that is hitting Florida and the rest of the southeast, you know what happens every time there's something like that, those cars that have been damaged somehow seem to make their way into the used car market. So Such I a good want, point. Yeah, I want you to, uh, if you don't mind, put together one or two things our listeners will be able to be on guard against, right? Because we've talked about... Shortage of cars, it's difficult to get uh, a good quality used car. And every time there's one of these disasters involving water, those things just seem to show up. And unfortunately, six months later, yep. Yep, they get suckered, yep. right? I mean, they get, they get worked, and uh, we just don't want that to happen to them. No, and I have some really good, really good pointers on what they can do to keep that from happening. And, and you, know, you can't 100% keep it. Some of these people are very good. They'll go in there and you know, almost remanufacture the car. And you know, in that case, a lot of times they end up being okay. But a lot of them will just shine it up, wax it up, you know, open up the windows for a few days and say, you're good to go. Um, and then you buy a car thinking it's brand new with all kinds of electric gremlins and, and the such. So very good point. Uh, I know there was a lot of information early on. I just, there was a lot going on. Uh, and, and our service industry is absolutely dying right now uh, because we're sending kids to college and then they're sitting at home with no job. So it's really can be fixed pretty easily. We just have to come together as, as an entire country or an entire community, uh, start with the community first and make a difference. Sounds good to me. Yeah. Well, listen, Stan, uh, I am, as always, looking forward to uh, seeing you tomorrow morning, bright and early in the garage. All right, Jeff, we'll see you in the morning, and uh, thanks for listening to Central Virginia. Uh, be sure to call in. It's going to be a live show tomorrow again, so call in with any car questions. That's why we're there. Thanks, Jeff. Absolutely. Thank you, sir. That is Stan Andruski, my brother from another mother. During the week, you find him over at Certified Auto Repair, 8401 Oakview Avenue in the lakeside section of Enrico. But tomorrow morning, 8 a.m., bright and early, he will be taking your car questions. Oh, I should mention this to you. If you want to text your question in now, no worries at all. I will get it to stand. I've got access to our uh, magical text machine, and I'll make sure he gets them. All right, 833-804-1140, 833-804-1140. Coming up at 535 Former Congressman Dave Brad will be here while the uh, ABC Radio News people, along with their fellow Democrats in the White House, are trying to convince us that this was the best jobs report ever, 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 and the economy is just fine. Don't worry about it. Uh, the real story is somewhere else, and I have got a sneaking suspicion Dave Brad can expand upon that. It is 445, Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRBA.
451, Jeff Katz, News Radio WRVA. It is a Friday afternoon. Always great to uh, chat with Stan Andruski. Get ready for his wonderful program coming up tomorrow morning at uh, 8 a.m. in the garage with Stan. Uh, we, we spent a lot of time coming, you know, coming up with that. I think we did a good job. You uh, spent time in the garage with Stan. We had all sorts of things about cars. You can always text. Any, frankly, you can text any time during the week if that's what you'd like to do. 833-804-1140. Just like you text me during the week, you can text for Stan, and I will make sure, I promise you, I'm raising my hand right now, uh, I will uh, absolutely make sure that he gets it. I was looking uh, not just at the forecast for this weekend, which is actually pretty nice. Saturday and Sunday, sunny. Highs between 85 and 95. Yeah, it's, it's toasty, but it is, it's next week. Oh, it's next week where, well, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, we are talking about daytime highs, sunny conditions, daytime highs right around 100 degrees. It's hot. Damn hot. Doggone right, it's hot. So that's what you got to get ready for next week. It's, it's going to be hot. There's just no two ways around it. I told you about this coach out at uh, Oberlin College, the uh, lacrosse coach, coaches uh, women's lacrosse. And, and she's been told, oh, you know, we might fire you because you won't write an apology letter because uh, you said it's not fair for guys to compete against women. Now, she is standing tall on this. She, she's remaining strong. I don't know how long she can hold on. You get placed in these situations sometimes where you're thinking, but I have to pay the bills. I've got kids who are, you know, they're hungry. Got to pay the mortgage. I got to put gas in the car. But God bless her. She said, no, I'm I'm just not going to do it. You're going to do whatever you're going to do, college administrators. But I am not going to back down and say, of course, it's it's just fine for for men to compete against women, men to steal scholarships from girls. University of Wyoming, Kappa Kappa Gamma, that's a sorority. Remember this story, right? It's a sorority. You know what that means, right? All girls? Yeah. Big dude, 6'2", 260 pounds, Artemis Lankford. His real name is Dallin Lankford. Why would you change from Dallin to Artemis? I don't know. Is Artemis even a girl's name? I thought that was a boy's name, too. Anyway, he's 6'2", 260 pounds, uh, and he's a dude. He joined the sorority. And and the sisters in the sorority said, uh, no, 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 no. You you can't. Uh, you're, you're a guy. You're a guy. But some of the woke members of that sorority somewhere else said, oh, yeah, we're totally okay with guys joining. So now you've got a guy, six foot two, 260 pounds, join the sorority, and, just so we're all clear, watches the sorority sisters undress. And he is uh, happy to watch them undress. Six of those sorority sisters said, this is just wrong. This is wrong. We shouldn't have to uh, walk around and have a naked, fully, you know, guy walking around. 
but they were told, you just do not have a, a case here. And the judge said, I will not define what a woman is. Once again, we're, we're getting into fantasy land. It's silly season to the, to the nth degree. Craziness. But it is what it is. Gabby Gifford, remember her? She's a member of Congress out in uh, Arizona. She's claiming that you and I here in Virginia are so much safer, so much safer, as a result of the gun grabs instituted upon our Commonwealth by Democrats. Well, right after the 5 o'clock news, you and I will uh, explore that just a little bit more. And I don't know that Gabby Giffords or anybody connected with her listens to the program. You understand that. But I would at least like the record to reflect what the truth of the matter is as opposed to what it is that she's been saying. Oh, have you signed up on uh, Facebook? Please do me a favor. I keep trying to analyze these uh, meta-analytics. Go to Facebook and follow The Jeff Cat Show on Facebook. The Jeff Cat Show on Facebook. All right? I I would. I would appreciate that. Coming up at 535, former Congressman Dave Bratt is going to be here. Dave is now a regular part of our uh, cast of characters, if you will. Every other week he joins us. And, And given that we've got this ridiculous absolutely absurd jobs report out today we'll hear the truth from dave brad at 535 in the meantime make sure you follow the jeff cat show over on facebook the jeff cat show it is 457 jeff cats news radio wrva RBA. It is Friday. I know we've got high school football tonight. Pretty exciting stuff. Is Gary Hess coming back again two nights in a row? Yeah, I think so. Gary is, uh, well, Gary's aces. What can I say? I, I, I have never, ever in 10 plus years at the radio factory heard anyone say something negative about Gary. So, good, good guy. Anyway, a uh, lot of stuff that uh, you and I are dealing with. Let, let me start... Uh, with the story that uh, has attracted some national attention. And it involves us, although it doesn't really involve us. Do you remember Gabby Giffords? Terrible, terrible, terrible situation. The woman was shot. Terrible, terrible situation. Gabby Giffords claims, and I quote here, gun laws are saving lives in Virginia. And she's calling on voters here in Virginia to reject Republican candidates as we head into the uh, election for both the House of Delegates and the State Senate. She says it will protect us. Well, the problem with that is it's simply not true. And in fact, it's demonstrably untrue. 2021 was when Democrats in Virginia had control of the House of Delegates, the State Senate, each of our three Uh, statewide constitutional offices, Attorney General, Lieutenant Governor, and Governor, and they imposed upon all of us multiple anti-gun owner laws. That's 2021. Guess what? 2022 was actually more violent than 2021. Wow. Giffords had an op-ed in the Times-Dispatch. She said, 
let me just read it to you. We have an epidemic of gun violence in the United States and in the Commonwealth of Virginia. Commonwealth, by the way, should be capitalized. More than 110 people die each day from gun violence nationwide and in 2021. Nearly 1,250 people died from gun violence in Virginia. If radical Republicans take control of the state Senate and keep the House of Delegates, much of the progress we've made over the past 10 years will be lost. Not only will they not fix the problem, they'll also go backward, weakening gun laws and making the problem worse. Huh. She also wrote in 2021, Virginia made enormous progress and enacted a strong package of gun safety laws that included measures to protect survivors of domestic violence and limit open carry, but more can be done. Well, sure. Of course more can be done if you're Gabby Giffords or you're part of the anti-gun owner crowd. They always want to do more. And what they want to do is take your guns away. It really is just that simple. And I always remind you they're not anti-gun. People get tied. Oh, they don't like guns. Oh, they love guns. So long as they are being carried by people who are protecting them. What they don't like are gun owners like you and like me. They do not want us to be able to defend ourselves. By the way, Channel 8, 8 News, my friends over there, rock-solid reporters, they did a story on this. They pointed out that Violent crimes, including homicides, were higher in 2022 than in 2021. And I I should ask you a question. She says 1,250 people, right? I want to get the, uh, let me get a question. 1,250 people died from, quote, gun violence in Virginia. What does that mean? You have to start defining terms, right? You can say whatever you want. Blank is gun violence. So that we're all clear, guns themselves are are neither violent nor peaceful. They're inanimate objects. The person who is handling it can can, can engage in a, a, a violent act, right? You can certainly use a gun to hurt someone. We all agree on that. We know that. You can also use a gun to save someone. And that happens far more often. But you don't hear about that. And again, you have to ask yourself why. And again, you go back to the bias of the vast majority of people in the ranks of the legacy news media. It all comes back to that. Why do you not hear a story about this? Why is there no coverage of that? Why about It comes back to those who want to lecture you. Make no mistake. They want to lecture you left, right, and center, up and down all day long about how they are impartial and unbiased and real reporters and serious journalists. But then you just have to scratch the surface a little bit, push back just a little bit. You go, oh, my God. That's not even close to true. So I I found the story, the the op-ed that Gabby Giffords wrote in the Times-Dispatch to be rather interesting, but completely and totally wrong. Completely and totally unfounded, not backed up with even a shred of evidence. So here's what I would tell you, because I am here in Virginia, unlike Gabby Giffords. I know what goes on in our beloved Commonwealth. And I'm here to tell you that the Virginia Democrats, as they are currently constituted, and it hasn't always been this way, but it is what it is in 2023. The Virginia Democrats are anti-gun owner, period, end of story.
that's who they are, that's what they are, that's what they have adopted as their official policy. So, you can sit here and say, well, you know, I'm voting Democrat because of those old line Democrats. I'm with you. Look, I grew up in Philadelphia. Everybody was a Democrat. I can guarantee you, my brother from another mother, Stan Andruska, he grew up in Boston. Right? Everybody was a Democrat. You didn't know anybody wasn't a Democrat. But those are not the people that are running that party anymore. They're just not. They want you disarmed. And I have to wonder why. But they do. So I look to other organizations, VCDL as an example, Virginia Citizens Defense League, great guys fighting for the right things for the right reasons. And people who don't own guns, you'd better be concerned about this as well. Well, I don't own a gun, Jeff. No, I understand but do you want to? Nope, don't want to own a gun, don't even want to look at a gun. Okay, how about some of your other freedoms? Because you do have a number of freedoms. It's not just that uh, pesky Second Amendment. How about that whole freedom of speech thing? You, you okay with that? Well, yeah, okay. How about uh, being secure in your in your person, in your papers, not being subject to unreasonable search or seizures, right? Well, well yeah, that's pretty good. How about that Fifth Amendment? Uh, you don't want to incriminate yourself. Yeah, I'm, I'm okay with that. Listen... The um, the Bill of Rights, as we talk about it, it, it it's not like a uh, a menu where you can pick and choose. I'll take one from column A, and I'll take one from column B. It is all or nothing, man. And you don't have to exercise all of those rights. I, I am telling you, as sure as I'm sitting here, there are some people who don't want to own a firearm, and frankly, they shouldn't own a firearm. But that's not me. And you'd better stand up, and you'd be... You'd better be willing to defend every one of those rights for every single person. You can't trade stuff away. You can't give part of this and hope that that part stays. Because it does not work that way. It's never worked that way. I've got some good news in the, the battle for common sense. The governor of Nebraska has come out with an executive order, and he's under attack for it. But, man, it is, it's brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant. And I'll share that with you in just about four or five minutes. Coming up in 20 minutes, we've got Dave Bratt, former congressman, now the vice provost at Liberty University. Uh, He's here on a regular basis every couple of weeks. And I want to ask him about these numbers we're hearing today. And the adjustment in the employment numbers for the last couple of months, taking away 110,000 jobs each month. I want to talk to him about the lack of people to fill positions in, in, in the trades, in the service sector. Particularly as we're heading into Labor Day, man. Labor Day is supposed to celebrate people who really, honest to good, honest to God rather, are out there doing hard work. We don't have nearly enough. 514, Jeff Katz, News Radio WRBA. 20. Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA on a Friday afternoon. And uh, I, I am looking forward, looking forward to uh, chatting with Dave Bratt. Dave will be with us at uh, 535, the uh, vice provost of Liberty University. Really looking forward to that. In fact, Thinking about Liberty University, I want to remind you we're setting up a uh, remote. I'm going to be broadcasting from Liberty University. I'm trying to hammer out the details and, you know, just details. But we'll get that done. 
Um, I'm looking right now at the homepage for the uh, Jacksonville Sheriff's Office. Now, Jacksonville, Florida, as you know, was in the news this week, unfortunately. Right? This despicable scumbag. All right, alleged scumbag. Is that better? Allegedly murdered some innocent people. Not a good person. And apparently a racist, bigoted pig, in addition to being a a murderous scumbag. Allegedly. And we heard from the, the, the sheriff of Jacksonville. Remember that? Sheriff of Jacksonville. Now, and you have to understand, Jacksonville is a city, and Duval County is the county. But years ago, they, uh, they were merged. So it's uh, the sheriff is the head of law enforcement for Jacksonville and Duval County. It's all one agency. It's, it's actually, people don't realize, it is the biggest city in Florida. And I love Jacksonville. Jacksonville is at the very northern part uh, of Florida. They call it the first coast. If, if I were to go to Florida, that's where I would be. I don't need to go all the way down to Boca. Although Heidi loves the West Coast. Tampa, right? Tampa's a great place to be. Anyway, I'm going off on a tangent here. The sheriff, T.K. Waters, spoke about what happened. And I want you to take a listen because it ties into the nonsense that Gabby Giffords had in this guest op-ed piece in the Times-Dispatch. Uh, sheriff, cut number five. The, the story is always about guns. This, the people are bad. This guy's a bad guy. If I could take my gun off right now and I lay it on this counter, nothing will happen. It'll sit there. But as soon as a wicked person grabs a hold of that handgun and starts shooting people with it, there's the problem. The problem is the individual. That's right. That's uh, Sheriff T.K. Waters from Jacksonville. Now, why was I prompted with Liberty University? Uh, Because he graduated from Liberty University. He's a smart guy. He's a very, very smart guy. And he is the elected sheriff in Jacksonville. He brings a, a, a lifetime of experience. This is a guy who has literally walked the walk and talked the talk. He started in the Jacksonville Sheriff's Office as a correctional officer. That was his first job there. And then uh, he, he went over to the police side of it. And he's, he's, he was everywhere. Officer, detective, patrol, task force, traffic. Narcotics, homicide, chief of investigations. I mean, this is a guy who's got his stuff together. Make no mistake about it. A smart, smart guy. And he said, don't believe the nonsense. All the nonsense they're trying to peddle here about uh, guns being evil. Guns are not inherently evil. Guns are inanimate objects. And the sooner that we can really get back to that understanding, then the better off we are going to be when it comes time to talk about these so-called gun control issues that Virginia Democrats want to keep foisting upon us. And I'm going to remind you again and again and again and again, you're going to get sick and tired of hearing it, but I don't care. The reality is this. The Democrats, both in Virginia and frankly nationally, they are not anti-gun. They are anti-gun owner. They don't have any problem whatsoever when people who are protecting them carry guns. What they have a real problem with, what they are just to their core opposed to, is you being able to protect yourself. Me being able to protect myself. That's... 
disturbing, don't you think? I mean, it really is. I was out in a short pump the other day. I mentioned this. I uh, had a doctor's appointment and then went over to the Walmart short pump, uh, Broad Street and Pouncey Track Road, the super center over there. And great guy standing outside, Martin. And uh, he's selling things, selling American flags, made in America, which is great. Uh, he and his group are trying to raise money to build ramps for disabled veterans. And he was telling me Walmart is actually matching dollar for dollar that location. So I saw him the other day when I stopped there. Absolutely, I bought an American flag made in America. I was happy to. I was proud to. And he, he mentioned to me that they're out there all day today and all day tomorrow. So if you see him out there, by all means, go over, chat with him if you'd like. Uh, see what they're, they're doing to uh, help some other people in the area. I also, unfortunately, while I was in short pump, saw some really, really vile and disgusting signs and images. And I'm thinking, man, I agree with you. I detest Joe Biden. But having that sort of sign with that sort of language, you're not helping the cause. Dave Brad is up at 535. It's 526, Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRBA. 35, Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA. It is Friday afternoon. We have made it, so congratulations. Self-high fives all the way around. We, we, we've heard throughout the day from the ABC Radio News folks how marvelous this jobs report. Oh, goodness gracious. It's fantastic. And you've got Joe Biden telling us the, the economy is just cooking on all cylinders, baby. We're, we're, oh, we are so well positioned. And then I thought, well, wait, wait a minute. We've got the far left wingers in the White House and the far left wingers in newsrooms telling us that this jobs report is great. So uh, somewhere else is probably the truth. And I'm happy to say that uh, Dave Brad, who, you know, served as congressman for our area. He was the dean of the business school at uh, Liberty University. He's now the vice provost up at Liberty University. He can dive into this and make sense of some of it. Dave, thanks for being here. Hey, great to be on, Jeff. Thank you very much. I've got to just ask you to jump in, my friend. I've heard all day from Joe Biden and the other assorted Democrats in newsrooms that the economy is great and the jobs report proves it. Uh, What am I missing here? Uh, The truth. And so, yeah, the uh, the economy, the economy, right? Not financial markets, not government spending, not seven trillion dollar budgets. The real economy is a disaster. And uh, on the jobs reports, uh, it's, it's the, you know, statistics on average. <clears throat> uh, if you report, you know, okay, we over-reported last time, da-da-da-da-da. But unfortunately, that's not the case with the federal government, and especially BLS and the jobs uh, folks who, who report the numbers. They systematically overestimate the good news every single time under this administration. And, and these are not political remarks. These are factual remarks that can all be looked up. And, uh, and all these views are just my own, right? I'm not speaking on behalf of any party or group or anything. And so if you really want to go out and get the weeds, there's about seven or eight uh, problems with the report numbers that came out. They're all captured in charts on zero hedge. Uh, and so you can go into the details there. But roughly speaking, the quality of the jobs are a disaster. Uh, they're always downgraded after these huge positive numbers come up. Uh, but the basic with with the whole how is the economy doing, 
uh, is that the, the Federal Reserve is cooling down the economy, right? Mm-hmm. And, but there's a year and a half lag on monetary policy. But that's kicking in right about now, right? So the interest rates are up. Your mortgage rates are up. The credit card rates are going up. Uh, but that really doesn't kick in until the financial institutions have to uh, engage and buy new debt at those higher levels. That's mm-hmm. just starting to happen right now, right? So I was wrong. A year ago, I would have thought we'd be in a recession by now for sure. And we're not. And so why is that? That's because the fiscal spending is now making up for the Federal Reserve. The Federal Reserve is trying to choke out inflation, and I think that's a political move, personally. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's no way you can have inflation around for the middle class during an election cycle. So they got to choke out the high food inflation that's still with us. Right. So the Fed is cooling things down, trying to low, lower prices for food, et cetera, for political reasons. So who's going to step in and save the day? Well, the Congress stepped in, right? So the, the Republicans at first were going to try to save a little bit of money. Uh, Russ Vogt was going to shave $17 trillion off the $50 trillion debt. Mm-hmm. Then the Freedom Caucus uh, lowered their expectations and said, we're going to save $4 trillion. And then McCarthy overruled them all and went up to the White House and said, no, nope, just stay at $50 trillion in debt. We're going to have $7 trillion budgets ongoing with $2 trillion in deficit spending. That is stimulative, right? $2 trillion <clears throat> over and above the normal budget in federal spending is the lifeboat. So that's what's keeping us afloat. And so what's the problem with that? Well, go to Robert Gordon, the leading expert on productivity uh, in the world. The U.S. productivity uh, back 50 years ago was 4 5 6%. Now it's 1%. Hmm. Why does that matter? Because wage rates used to grow at 4 5 6%. Now they're growing at 1%. And GDP, income per capita, used to grow under Reagan back at 5 6%. Now it's growing at 1%. And so that's the real economy. Yeah. The, the Fed had 0% interest rates, hyped up, sugared up the economy. Now the federal government's stepping in, but the federal government's productivity is 0.5, according to Robert Gordon, right? The private sector right now is one and a half. So what we're doing is just prolonging the pain. Mm -hmm. Uh, The jobs reports, you can sugarcoat them a little bit in the short run, uh, but eventually get a credit crisis coming out of, you know, commercial real estate or something like that. And then the cracks are going to appear and they're going to be very significant. Well, Dave, you know, this, this is one of the uh, the bizarre things. And I remind everybody that uh, Dave Bratt is with us. Dave is uh, an economist by training, a former congressman, uh, a former dean of the business school at Liberty University, now the vice provost. But he's here just, you know, talking with his experience and his knowledge. Number one, they came out with the jobs report, and they also said, oh, by the way, we're adjusting these other months down by 110000 To me, that's not a right. rounding error. That's, that's right, right. you know. Um, yep. The other thing, uh, you've inspired me to look around and try and understand some of the stuff coming from the different Federal Reserve banks. So the the New York Fed says the rate of new credit card delinquencies in the second quarter, Q2 of this year, 7.2%, and the new rate of auto loan delinquencies, again, Q2, is 7.3%. Once again, that sends a little bit of fear into me. 
Yeah, well, it, it ought to, right? We're, we're addicted. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, the, everyone is assuming, right, the most dangerous phrase in economics is this time is different. <laughs> and actually, this time is different because yeah. of what I just got done reviewing. The fundamentals yeah. are yeah. all quaking, right? The foundations are shaking yeah. uh, on our economy. The government is now seven trillion out of twenty-five trillion, right? It's over a third of our entire economy. I mean, it's o- over a fourth, and it's on its way to a third of our total GDP. Uh, and so, we have huge issues to face. The American consumer is hoping, well, it, you know, America always comes through in the end, right. right? The American people are great, and they are. If you put capital in the hands of the American people, uh, they're great, but our government now is taking $7 trillion of your money, shoving it through green initiatives uh, mm-hmm. and bureaucracies up in D.C. It's not going into the private sector, and as a result of all of this, over the years, China right now has $100 trillion in capital equipment to work with, whereas America, which is a bigger economy and far richer GDP per capita per person, right. uh, we only have $70 trillion worth of capital to work with. So let that sink in a little bit, right? The yep. China has a, has a savings investment rate of about forty percent. They take off, invest in infrastructure. Uh, that's eventually that'll fade because they're socialist, communist, and they always fade, like Japan did in the nineties. Right. Uh, but we're not investing in our people anymore, and it's starting to really show. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Dave Brandt joining us. So, Dave, I I, I know this is not a political. Thing that you and I are talking about, but but ultimately we have to decide who it is in D.C. that that looks at this and says, "Okay, I, I think we're right. going to be able to, to lead you out of the morass." But you know, we yep. voted for my party, your party, and you know, no offense to them, but man, I don't know that they're getting it done, are they? No, that's what I, I mean. The, the, the politics is just you know hugely volatile right now and everybody treats it like it's a personality contest right instead of a policy contest and it it, it's really basically pretty simple do you want a bigger federal government after the total disasters Mm -hmm. it has unleashed on the american economy and on your first uh, amendment you know freedom of speech issues or do you want a smaller federal government like we used to have uh where america was the, the world's superpower that's right, right? and it, you don't need to just take it from me go back to you know there's a few liberals left i think there's four of them right the <laughs> the, the far left and the marxists and the radicals in, in marx in its most simplistic terms right the end of the day in marx is a revolution is needed there's no end state that's ever declared like what happiness looks like uh there, there's no claims of wanting peace you know good solid constitutional government Freedom for the people, uh, freedom to worship in your own tradition, etc. Uh, right. They, the end state for Marx is a revolution. So, if that's your end state, what do you do? You create chaos and you start calling your opponent all sorts of names, etc. Yep. The Republicans, unfortunately, uh, don't know how to fight that way. They're ill-equipped. They're boring, right? I'm kind of a Presbyterian economist. Right? I used to be boring, but now if you're a Presbyterian economist, I guess it's radical. <laughs> and so. That's really, you're, you're right, it's not political. The, the ideas I'm espousing are 200 years old. I, I'll, I'll believe, you know, I, I hope they remain for another 200 years because they brought America yes. and your family to the greatest wealth and freedom imaginable. That's 
And now you have people, RFK Jr., a mm-hmm. very good liberal. Yep. Fantastic liberals, liberals you can have fun with still. Yeah. Tomorrow. And he says, Later I've been today. canceled uh, for the last 18 years, and I've been canceled by the current Democrat president of the United States. Again, these issues Tuesday. are just my own personal. But that's what he's telling you. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so if he's telling you I've been canceled, and the president of the United States called Big Tech and told them to cancel me, and he's got 20, 25% of the Democratic vote, yep. that's a problem. I don't even need to get into what's going on on, on the Republican-Democrat side. Everybody, I think, is aware of what's going on. Right. And uh, it runs counter to the freedom that Americans are used to, to put it mildly. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's funny you mention him because he was, uh, he was here on the program uh, about uh, two weeks ago, spent a half hour. Oh, super, and, super. You know, really, a fascinating guy. I mean, we disagree yeah. on a lot but boy it's yeah if you can cancel inside the democrat party a uh, kennedy you know what 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 chance do uh do the right. rest of us have uh, hey, right. Dave, exactly. i want people number one i thank you for agreeing to be with us every other week but but i want sure. people in the meantime to follow you over on getter because you got such stuff there it, it's just it, it's it's wonderful it's enlightening it's informative Good. what what's the what's the best way for them to follow you on getter yeah, just go to uh, Brat Economics, B-R-A-T, Brat Economics on Getter. And uh, uh, the, the productivity charts I just mentioned are there, a- along with Federal Reserve charts, right, the yeah. distribution of income. What you'll see is the real economy is flatter than a pancake. The stock market's gone straight up. The rich have gotten rich. Uh, 10% of the American people own 90% of the stocks and retirement accounts. 10%. 90% of stocks. That's from the Federal Reserve data. So if you want to know why RFK and on the Republican side, the populist movement is gaining some ground, it's because the average American uh, can see what's clearly going on here, and they're not happy. And so go check out those charts. Uh, they speak for themselves. Absolutely. Brad Economics right there on Getter. Dave, always appreciate you being here. Have a blessed weekend, my friend. We'll talk soon. Yep. Happy Labor Day weekend, everybody. God bless. Thank you, Jeff. You're a, you're, a, you're a great leader. Thank you. Thank you, sir. That is Dave Brad. It is 547. Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA. Self High Five. Hey. Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA. It is Friday, man. We have made it. Congratulations. Self-high fives all the way around. First thing tomorrow morning, 8 a.m., of course, in the garage with Stan Andruski. You got car questions. I'm telling you, he's got car answers. And you can you can start texting stuff in now if you want, 833-804-1140. Lots of people jumping on the text line. Lots of good stuff here. I, I, let me just share this one from Vicky. It's so, it's so nice. Jeff, I just wanted to say that you are so right on your thoughts about what is really going on. Love your show, Jeff. Vicky, thank you, Vicky. Appreciate it. Appreciate it very, very much. You, you got to stay abreast of all the stuff that is going on. There's a lot of things that unfortunately are not covered or not covered properly, so make sure you're here. Now, you know the way this works, right? Monday is Labor Day. Believe it or not, I've got the day off, and uh, we'll be spending some time with the family. Hopefully, I'll run into you over at uh, Jake's place in a couple of moments. It is Friday, so I wish you a Shabbat Shalom. If you are Hebraically challenged, it simply means have yourself a great weekend. God willing, we get the chance to do this all again on Tuesday, starting at 3. Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRBA. Adios!
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.